0: Welcome back to Elder Law Issues. My name is Robert Fleming, and I'm a partner in the Tucson, Arizona Elder Law Firm of Fleming and Curdy PLC. One of my partners in that firm is Elizabeth Noble Rawlings Freeman. She is also my partner in this enterprise of podcasting. And uh, Elizabeth, welcome back. And I thought today we would follow up on a promise, maybe it was a threat, from an earlier podcast. You said, one time we ought to just talk about what probate actually means. So let's take care of that right now. Let's talk about what a probate is. Because everybody knows it's awful, it's evil, it's terrible, it's expensive, it takes a long time, it needs to be avoided. How bad is it? What is it? And, uh, and, and how strongly do we need to work to avoid probate?
1: Well, Robert, first of all, probate is not as bad as it sounds for most people. Because first of all, you're dead. Um, just to be real frank (laughs) you cannot have a probate while you're alive so when we talk to people about avoiding probate one of the things to keep in mind is we're talking to you about this because we're trying to save the time and energy and expense for your loved ones and the people who are going to be taking care of your estate when you've died probate itself is going to be a process that depends on what assets you own when you die how they are titled whether or not there are beneficiary designations on those assets. Just because you have a trust does not mean necessarily that you have avoided probate. In an earlier podcast, we've actually talked a little bit about using beneficiary designations to avoid probate. But I'd like people to know that the process itself involves the court. So what that means is is that the court needs to oversee how assets in your name are collected and distributed and so you cannot do probate without going and having the court supervise the administration of an estate
0: although it's important to note that at least in arizona the court's active supervision is much less than in traditional probate Uh, in a lot of other states i don't mean to say probate is easier in arizona than in any other state but among the uh, if you array all the states and across a spectrum of how complicated and how expensive the probate is Arizona will be way toward the simpler less expensive end of the spectrum that's not to say that it's free or it's so fun that everybody should do it like going on a picnic but uh, but it's not as bad as it is in some of the particularly eastern seaboard states or states that have a, a very elaborate probate process
1: Robert, one of the questions you asked about probate was, what makes it so complicated or why does it get a bad rap? Well, I would say three big things. One, it takes time. You are required by the state law, wherever the probate is, to wait certain amounts of time that will allow creditors to come forward and make claims against your estate. So even if you have the most well-organized personal representative, also sometimes referred to as executor, who is going to administer your estate and collect assets, even if it's an efficient thing, it's still going to be required to take a number of months. The second thing is, is that if you have an estate where you've named beneficiaries in your will or in your trust and somehow you have a probate, and those beneficiaries want to argue with each other about what they're getting, about what the document says or they're entitled to under state law... If people want to contest what they're receiving, that can really draw proceedings out because the court is overseeing the probate. So people have the right to go into court and demand information and that sometimes involves arguments.
0: It's worth noting that if you have done a trust to avoid that and you don't have to your estate doesn't have to go through the probate process, everything was titled to the trust. That still doesn't stop people from arguing. They can argue. They can have the same kind of, of disputes, and it can end up in the courts in the context of a trust administration or a trust interpretation proceeding. Uh, it, it doesn't automatically go to the courts as a probate does, but uh, but it can still end up in the courts even if you if you've draft if you've drafted all the documents and tried to avoid probate. If your family is fractious and and there are complicated issues.
1: And Robert, the third thing I was going to say that makes probate a real hassle and can make it really complicated is when it takes time to identify beneficiaries or identify assets, and it becomes a clunky process of arguing with institutions, trying to figure out what authority is needed to collect assets, and the court oversees this in such a way that they may require more information. Because with a probate, nothing's really private. Um, that's something that people need to keep in mind. And so I would tell you the, the third thing, which is there's this kind of unknown process with collecting assets, that can really get pretty messy pretty quickly. And I would tell most people, if you can avoid probate, you should try.
0: In general, I agree with that advice. I have to say though that the, the good thing about probate, it's hard to talk about a good thing about probate because it has such a bad reputation. But the good thing about probate is exactly what you alluded to, Elizabeth. That it is that the court is overseeing it. And when there's a family dispute, it's really nice to have the independent judicial officer telling the personal representative, no, you can't do that, and an easy access to the, to the court in order to uh, oversee it. Now, of course, most often that's unnecessary. It's a, an additional expense and a complication that people want to avoid but sometimes the trustee of a trust will misbehave and it actually costs more money and more problems for the family to, to uh, rectify it than it would have if there had been a probate proceeding.
1: Robert, why do people say probate so expensive?
0: Uh, well, traditionally, and this, when I say traditionally, I, I've been practicing for over 40 years and in none of my practice has this been true in Arizona. But traditionally before that, until just about the time I started practicing, lawyers charged a percentage of the estate. uh, And usually it was a a court approved, an established percentage in order to administer the estate. And that percentage was often two to 3% of the estate. So if you had then a $100,000 estate, that would have been some real money in the mid 20th century and give the lawyers 3,000 of that money uh, just to push the paper around seemed expensive and was expensive. That's no longer how Arizona allows attorneys or personal representatives to get paid. It is still in some other states. So for instance, I believe it's true in California, they still charge a percentage fee, not three percent, but uh, but a percentage fee that's set by the statute. And uh, we routinely tell people if you have California real estate, you absolutely need to do a trust in order to avoid that expense in California, which will be much higher than the, than the expense for administering your estate in Arizona. And there are a few other states that still have percentage fees. That's where probate got its reputation for being expensive. On top of that, there are filing fees and sort of certif- certification costs and, and a handful of other costs that are, uh, that are incurred in a probate that aren't incurred if you have a trust or beneficiary designations to avoid the probate process.
1: I would just tell people if you're in the situation where you are helping somebody prepare to administer an estate through a probate, it's important to get some legal advice, not to try to do it on your own. The chances are that even if you complete the forms perfectly that you file with the court, you may have trouble with the institutions that you need to collect accounts from. And so for most people, even if you are going to chart the course alone and administer an estate without legal representation, it's a good idea to come in on the front end to see what the process looks like and to answer some questions before you get too involved. I think that also is a way to reduce fees in the long run. And if you have to have a probate, you have to have a probate and we'll be happy to help you with it. And
0: if if a client comes in and says, oh, it's terrible, my dad died. Uh, He didn't get everything into the trust's name. Um, I think we're going to have to do a probate. Two things about that. The first thing we're going to do is try to figure out if there's a way around that, if the size of the estate allows us to avoid the probate process or something. And the second is all hope is not lost if we have to do a probate proceeding. It's not going to mean that the state takes a chunk of the estate. The fees are not going to be totally out of proportion to the amount of work done. If one asset has to go through the probate process, that doesn't mean the fees will be attached to all the assets that were properly titled to the trust. It's not as bad as people think it's going to be. And that's really kind of the basic message about probate. Yeah, it's good to avoid it. But if you end up in a probate process for your family, estate, for your parents or whoever, uh, all is not lost. It's not the end of, of, uh, of the legal world for you.
1: Well, Robert, I think that people have learned a lot probably from listening to us talk about probate, and I hope they're not too scared.
0: Uh, you know, the absolute number of probates in the 40 years plus that I've been practicing has steadily declined. There are fewer probates being filed today than there were 40 years ago, even though the population of Pima County, Arizona, is about doubled what it was when I first started practicing. So that's an indication that people are finding their way around the probate process pretty regularly. And that's what we see in our practice as well. We're here to help. We are Fleming and Curdy PLC, an elder law firm, law firm from Tucson, Arizona. And uh, and we have this Elder Law Issues Podcast where we kind of hope you will, you will listen from time to time. By the way, we'd really like to hear your questions. Maybe there's something you'd like us to talk about. If so, you can send us an email at Fleming and Curdie at gmail F-L-E-M-I-N-G-A-N-D-C-U-R-T-I at gmail.com. Spelled out the whole firm name. And uh, and we will I promise, I don't care what crazy question you ask, we will we will answer it.
1: Even I look forward to it. <laughs> even
0: if it's about butterflies or weather changes, we'll answer uh. it. We may not be right if it's those kind of topics. Join us then, and we'll look forward to talking with you on the next episode of Elder Law Issues.